Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Cozy Cassette. How are you boys doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's good to be back. Xavier? Hello. Hi. It's been a while. I'm doing alright. It has been a while. And just to give a little context, boys and girls, it's been um, exactly 450 days since we've released an episode of the Cozy Cassette at the time of recording. Um, we went on hiatus for a little bit. We didn't, we didn't record for a whole year? Yeah. yeah. Damn, we yeah. were really... Wasn't, wasn't, we were the really last ep- wasn't the last episode the whole... Uh... <laughs> Smoke Bible or whatever. No, then no, you guys, no, 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 you guys did like the Tana talks and shit after that. Yeah, we did a lot more, boys. We did a lot more. I mean, we were there for a while. We we had a couple episodes come out, and just for full transparency, we're gonna talk about why we like went away. Uh, but and we're gonna talk about why we're back uh, a little bit later. We both. Um, there has been some changes made. I do want to just point that out immediately with the format of the podcast. Um. This used to be a music-focused podcast. It is no longer that. I'm so sorry. Um, we're going to move it in a little different direction. We're going to talk about why later. Um, also, why we went away. Uh, your boys got a lot of depression, and a lot of that uh, <laughs> a lot of that can get in the way sometimes. So uh, I, uh, I kind of thought that maybe eventually, at some point, I'd be able to just pick back up when I felt better. But that didn't happen for a long time, which, good news, boys. That means it's happening now. Yeah. Um, but we're fucking back. I feel good about it. I really do. I'm happy, yeah. I'm happy that we're going to be back. We lost uh, basically all our viewers. We're going to get you back, especially Argentina boys. Okay? Yeah, we're, 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 we're coming back for the, for the Argentinians. How many people from uh, Argentina did we have? Did uh, you... We had our, our committed nine. Yeah, Damn, bro. the gang of nine out in Argentina. Well, as they say in Argentina land, muchos gracias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 they speak Argentinian. Now that we got that out, uh, out of the way, at least. Cool. I mean, let's fuck it. We will go back to our roots a little bit, right? Music is important to all of us a little bit. So let's just hit on that shit, right? It's 2020. It's, we're halfway through the year. It's the first day of June. Just to give some context to people when this is being recorded. Um, I don't give a fuck about what's really been going on in music. I've just kind of been listening to things coming out kind of sporadically. So I don't really have much to say on this. I honestly want to get it the fuck out of the way so we can move on. <laughs> Fact. Um, the, the latest thing that I've listened to that's been really good is something that came out like three days ago, which is Alfredo. The Alchemist and Freddie Gibbs. Ooh, that actually has been phenomenal. It is nuts, dude. It is so good. Alchemist really? is like, what? Yeah. Wait, hold on. I didn't even know they released. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Alchemist, Alchemist has been staying busy this whole year. And, I mean, like, saying Alchemist is the best producer out right now is, you know, unfair. So, like, obviously it's true. So, you know, anything he touches. The, the motherfucker posts... Like, him just working on beats, and he just, like, will turn on the TV and put on, like, car chases. He lives in L.A., and car chases in L.A. are basically, like, a primetime sport. So it's GTA, man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and so he he would just, like, play his beats over L.A. car chases, and it was the dopest thing ever. What? <laughs> yeah, because he just be working... 
yeah, yeah. Anyways, Alfredo. Alfredo is really good. Um, obviously, I don't have any specifics to say because you know I didn't. I wasn't. I, I wasn't listening to it to review it. I just listened to it as music, and uh, I've been loving the hell out of it. You know, it's just really good. The the production is obviously what I'm here for. But Freddie Gibbs really, really kicks his, kicks ass on this shit. Like he just every beat, it's like he's just like, okay, I know exactly what I'm gonna do, and he kills it. So yeah, fr- Freddie Gibbs. Uh... That's his bread and butter, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. You know, these, yeah, these, like, I don't even know how to describe Alchemist style. <clears throat> you know, these Alchemist style beats, like when he did the whole, this whole thing started off when he did the project with, what's his name, Madlib. Yeah. And everyone realized, oh my God, Freddie Gibbs plus semi, you know, conscious style boom bap beats is actually a really interesting mix and it works phenomenally good yeah and then uh, everyone was like well time to jump on the bandwagon but i'm glad i'm glad this was a bandwagon that actually started yeah it's one that i endorse yeah pretty good deserves it sure he does i just i'll check it out didn't even know that they released anything yeah and and the re- the merch for it is dope <laughs> the, the merch for it is dope <laughs> Merch too. Okay, man, I've been living under a rock. The merch is very topical. Yeah, his Instagram was wild. He has, in my opinion, one of the greatest Instagram names ever. Alchemist type beat. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was talking. I mean, yes, I was talking about Freddie Gibbs's Instagram. Oh, yeah, his Instagram is wild. He got kicked off the platform a couple of times. Honestly, man, during this quarantine, Instagram's been uh, a real fun thing to be around. I've seen a lot of a lot of fun things pop up. I mean, shout out Tory Lanes. His quarantine radio has been just absolutely phenomenal to watch. Isn't that thing like ninety percent just you know booty shaking? It is, bro. What the fuck is wrong with that? I mean, it's kind of ninety percent booty shaking, but also like these women that he gets on have done some fucking insane shit. Like legitimately, they've done some crazy things, and it's really funny seeing. to what extent some of these Instagram girls will just do something for a little bit of clout, you know? I don't want to, you know, get, like, all pretentious about it, but, like, didn't we didn't notice, like, bitches, bitches will stomp their own kids to death for, like, a <laughs> lick of clout. Like, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, like... Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, we know that, but, fuck it, it's different will... when, when it's in front of a million people, you know, watching it live on Instagram. Tory Lanez screaming in the background. Okay, listen. All all I want to say is I will never forget the story about the couple who wanted to film like some YouTube video where the girlfriend shoots the boyfriend with like he's holding like a phone book and she shoots him with like a desert eagle or some like crazy high caliber pistol and she killed him. (laughs) I remember that. That was that was a girl named Mona Lisa a couple years ago. Get the fuck out of here. Her name was not Mona Lisa. Her name was Mona Lisa, yeah, yeah. I remember the story when it popped up. It was tragic and shit. I felt so bad for them at the time. I remember just, like, thinking, like, how do you live with that guilt? But, like, yeah, that's God a damn, that's a but at the same movie. time, man, like, yeah. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Speaking of things that have been happening in the past, that's kind of where my uh, my music has been recently. I've just been listening to a lot of, um, a lot of shit that I, I listened to growing up. Yeah, a lot of a lot of older rock tracks, a lot of um, Linkin Park, a lot of old Kendrick Lamar, a lot of old J Cole, 
a lot of old Japanese music uh, tied in there, a lot of Japanese rock music too. You know, it's it's interesting because like I I obviously know, but like the things you just listed off, you sound like you could any be anywhere between fourteen and twenty six. <laughs> I mean, that's how we keep these people guessing. That's why they keep coming back for more episodes. They don't know. <laughs> I know how old you are, but what the hell you just listed off there? You could be any amount of age. Yeah, no, I've been doing the same shit. I think also because I'm, like, learning guitar now, so, like, I'm just kind of in that headspace of, like, a lot of older rock music, a lot of classic rock, and stuff like that. Creed, you know, Three Doors Down, Puddle of Mud, Stained, all that type of shit. How has that been going, learning a, a new skill during the quarantine? Mm-hmm. Uh, easy. <laughs> I have an infinite amount of hours. <laughs> it's it's the amount of time I want to put into something is purely in the in the level of focus that I want to put into it. So on some days I can play like early on when I first got it, I was there was multiple days there where I was playing for four to five hours a day. Yeah, his credit card almost caught fire. I'm gonna go buy picks today, okay? Listen, I sent that video to Salim. It was really funny. I sent that video to like a couple of people, so like to explain. I hope they like, all called you out on it. Literally, everyone had everyone everyone said the exact same message. So like everyone because everyone I'm friends with is significantly more talented than me. Everyone I know already plays guitar, so I like get their opinion on how I'm doing, and so they can critique my form and whatever else they can critique. And everyone had the exact same note. You're doing amazing. Terrific progress. Get a pick. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem a little fundamental to the whole guitar experience. It's not. I mean, it depends what style you're trying to play, right? If if you're more of like the classical guitars, then uh, you can't be my friend. But if you're more of the classical guitars, then you do finger-picking style, so you really don't need a pick. But I think most of us... Going the you know electric guitar up, yep. you really do need one. I do. Listen, my I think I think part of why I'm like having a good time playing with with, with the card that I have is because it's my Neddy uh, Kerni, so it's like my baby picture. <laughs> oh my god! I thought it was your idea. <laughs> so, every, so every time I look at it, I'm just seeing like little eight year olds come in looking back at me like eight. <laughs> look at the progress. Look exactly. Progress. It's nice, it's nice, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, the struggle of, uh, struggle of having to use uh, something like, something else other than a pick also adds, uh, like, a certain flavor to it. No, it but, like, listen. It does the tonation, though. It is, no, it is, and it's, it's affecting, it's affecting how I'm playing, because a pick is, like, I'm trying to make this little, like, it's, it's a card, you know, so a card bends the whole reason a pick is so effective is because it's so small it doesn't have enough like room to bend well let me correct you on that one buddy i mean there's different kinds there's different kinds of picks different picks. Really? strength if you may they're measured in millimeters some picks thickness? are really bendy yeah thickness some picks are really bendy those are for strumming if you want to just play acoustic or you want to strum your electric yeah. Other picks are like super, like they're, they're indestructible, right? And those are for like more shredding type guitar play, you know, like metal yeah. songs, rock songs. Because you don't want a lot of slack in the pick if you're going to play those fast riffs. Exactly. Well, but that's the problem, that's, that's the the problem that I'm facing. The problem with the credit card is it, it teaches you in incorrect form, like the way yeah. you hold a pick versus the way you hold a credit card exactly. is radically different. 
Exactly. Plus, it's a lot slower, and it's going to really, you know. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, mobility. Get a Thankfully, uh, thankfully, Justin Guitar has a video. That dude, that Justin Guitar guy. This is we're not sponsored, obviously, because we suck ass, so nobody sponsors anything. But um, that Justin Guitar dude is tremendous. His site, I, I wish, I wish there was a Justin Guitar for everything on on planet Earth. You know, like any skill anyone wanted to learn, I wish there was someone as knowledgeable and good at teaching as he is. Because goddamn, he has every type of video all for free. All you have to do is make an account on his site. Like, no I, I, no nothing, no catch, no nothing. All if like if you don't make an account, you basically just get to use the first. He makes them like an online course, like you would like for 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 university. Like it's broken down into modules, and each module has like a, a heading, and then you just do like under each module, it's like okay, like E chord. So he teaches you seven things surrounding the E chord. And all things that would be relevant to that. And then it goes just on and on. And in that, he teaches you, you know, how to hold the guitar. <laughs> and, what's brilliant, and what's brilliant about it is he, um, he's, while he's doing these videos, he's learning left-handed. So he's facing, like, the same sort of beginner hurdles oh. as as a beginner is to try and make the lessons as, you know, true to life and reasonable as possible, you know? Yeah, so he took so, up. That's cool. Yeah, that's like really cool. real, real level of, like, thought and preparation and everything went into these videos, and they're shot really well, you know? Just him in front of the guitar, when he's doing something on, like, the frets, the camera will just naturally zoom in, like, all of a sudden, okay, it doesn't feel jarring or anything, you can see what he's, where his finger placement is and everything. It's really great, really great. So I would... It's going great. I mean, obviously songs are still a journey away because I think my one issue is my brain is still, like, very slow when it comes to both strumming and switching notes. So that's been an issue, but it's fun. You know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the fact that I have something to challenge me in a time where I could be bored out of my mind. People Everything will be on OnlyFans. Like, yo, Joe, my only, yo, support my OnlyFans, bro. Right. You think your friends are going to show up be like, yo, bro, yo, yo, can you support my OnlyFans? Yo, give me a shout out. When are the homies going to be able to make their own OnlyFans? <laughs> I hope never. We can, we can start it. Please, no. No, no, we're you not starting a cozy OnlyFans. We're not. We're really not. Unless, yeah, unless yeah, I get enough requests. But, like, regardless of that shit, regardless of that shit. I just think it's interesting that you picked up a, a skill like the guitar, because I kind of decided against that. I just thought, uh, I'm just going to try to live my, like, life as best as I can uh, and as similarly as I can. Uh, which hasn't, I'll be honest, has not worked out that well. I, I went through a little bit of a phase of just kind of deep introspection because of all the free time I had. And Sucks, um, doesn't it? Well, that could be good for a lot of people, and I recognize that. Um, it becomes a little bit more complicated in my situation. Um, so what I've been doing, basically, just to distract myself, I've been taking these uh, just, these just long-form walks every day. Um, kind of just get out the house, change environments and stuff. Something that will like put me in a place that I can't be easily distracted, like my bedroom or my house. And I, I can't speak for anybody else, right? I can only speak for my experiences. But just uh, having that, like, 
change of pace, basically, where I can be outside for like three, four hours at a time, just walking around, kind of like forgetting where I am, has been very, very good just to kind of refresh at least every couple of days. But I really should pick up some shit, man. Like, I, I, did, a, I did a Lego set a couple of weeks ago, but I rushed through that thing so quick. I got a puzzle I've been too lazy to start. I think the skill thing. I think the skill thing was good because it's like you know being stuck inside for like long hours at a time. What ends up being the problem is that I don't. I didn't want to dislike the things that I like already. You know, like all my favorite shows or writing or reading or whatever. You know, like I didn't want to burn myself out of like my already pre-existing hobbies. So instead, so I just was like, fuck it, let's just pick up a new one because at that point the well is infinite of, of time I can invest into this into this thing. And a musical instrument is truly like an infinite well of time that you can just, you can never really, I, I, obviously there is such a thing as over-practicing, but with a musical instrument I feel like if you have the motivation from within yourself to keep going, the harm is relatively minimal at the stage that I'm at, I would argue, you know, I'm still like a baby like i only know nine or ten chords so yeah, i think you only, it, have, I, you only have up to go exactly so spending four or ten or two hours a day on guitar is not really that bad at this time because i i have that time at the moment and i think especially for me personally i don't get breaks often in life i kind of just always fill my time so to be able to have sort of a break right now and just do exactly what I want has been nice as hell. I bet, I really do. I think hey, what have you been up to? I, I just finished most of my school assignments today. So I, first time in like a month and a half, I actually have free time today. Even though it's been a month and a half, over a month and a half of quarantine, so I haven't really been up to much. I've got some coding, Python and shit, but you know, a bit slow. Yeah, it's been interesting. I've heard that from a lot of people, actually, that they've gotten more busy since lockdown has started or since quarantine or curfew, whatever your situation may be, you know? I've heard a lot of people say that to me, where it's just because their house and their work has kind of become one thing, they, uh, they'll end up working throughout the entire day, maybe even more than they would have at the office. Because there's no transiting to work, there's no, like, getting up, having a break at, from your desk, there's none of that, there's just work. Which honestly, for me, makes it harder to work in a way because you know that that ten minute time from walking to like from my dorm to the library really helps me like mentally set myself for a working you know mental state. No, that's, that's so fair. Just I mean. and then having like my workplace be in front of me instantly, like I work ten minutes and then I take a fifteen minute break. And I can't yeah. work for 10 minutes. I just, I can't go back to work. It's weird because if I just go to the library, I can work for like four or five hours straight, no problem. But I can't yeah. do that. Too. That's something a lot of people have had to acclimate to because when, you're, when your workspace is also your live space, it's also your sleeping space in some cases, uh, it can be hard to disconnect those aspects from each other because they're all happening in the exact same location. You're sitting down in the same chair. That kind of happened to me. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily do all my work out of my bedroom, but I have a computer in there. I have a desk in there. 
uh, it used to be where I like played video games, but now it's where I do also all my online courses. It's where I'm applying for jobs. It's where if I need to do anything, that's basically my first point of contact for anything now, which has been a little disorienting, I think, just in terms of not getting that break you talked about. Fine line of adjustment. That's just going to take time for some people. I mean, I, hopefully at this point, most people have acclimated if they are working from home or if they are doing something like that. I've been trying to separate like my workplace and my like, relaxed place by like gaming and doing whatever in the living room, and then like working in the bedroom, which sort of helps, but still, you know, isn't the exact isn't the exact thing. Yeah, it's been impossible any type of meaningful work here these days because um, you know. Where do I begin? I won't even get into it. Don't worry, I'm not going to go on my rant. I've already ranted to everyone I know about this. But long story short, my apartment building is a hunk of garbage in terms of management, in terms of administration, in terms of just general comfort. You're calling AC, that bullshit. Now, AC not working? Name drop, okay? Name drop him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Robert, I see you. I see you, Robbie. Okay, AC not working? construction 24-7, especially early in the morning, even on weekends. Uh, yeah, just general comfort's not available. The heating wasn't working during the winter. You can imagine what that's like in Canada. God. Not much of an issue. Damn, bro. Uh, yeah, not at all. Not at all. No, Montreal does not get cold at all. Nope. Never. Okay. Montreal when, cold? Canada, Canada cold? What is this? The desert? <laughs> Man, you're talking about cold? It gets... It's like 15 degrees here at night, and then I've been turning the heating on now. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so with the, with the constant noise and the discomfort, it has been really difficult to get things done. And, and during this time, usually the library is open throughout the entire, basically like throughout the entire year. In McGill, the library is open because, you know, there's the summer semester, there's winter semester, fall, it's 24-7. So usually, if we ever had an issue, we'd go to the library. It's like literally a two-minute walk. Two minutes. And now, there's none of that. So it's like you're going to have to find a way to sort of circumvent all these obstacles. And what Libya was talking about, about waking up. I mean, I wake up at my desk. I could get to work. I could get up right now, you know, freshen up, wash my face, have breakfast. And then get to work right away and be done and have all the free time in the world to do whatever, you know? But it's like, because it's right there, there's no sense of urgency. It's also, you're not getting yourself into that much. You're just sort of like, okay, everything gets done here. I think this time period has kind of really shown everybody, at least me, you know? I, I always sort of believed in this concept, but I did not think it was as powerful as it really is. The concept of like the energy of the space, you know, I don't have to get like too hippie on everyone for a second here, but like if you, you guys understand what I mean, the fact that going to the library, even just the ritual in and of itself of like getting dressed, going out, and you know in your mind, I'm going to a place where I work, and sitting in that space, maybe it's because everyone around you is also kind of doing the same thing. It's become a test of everyone's self-discipline, like how, how well can you motivate yourself to do stuff that you need to kind of like this it is a tremendous challenge i think to delineate everyone's found their own mode at this point to some extent we can all agree it's definitely been a work in progress for all of us like over time as the quarantine has gone on we've adjusted how we're doing things campus is still open here 
no buildings are open, but like the Wi-Fi is still on, and there are outdoor outlets. So I have. I haven't taken my laptop there, but I have considered at times, like, hey, I could definitely, like, just go set up. And, like, campus, obviously, I, my campus, I'm lucky, is very beautiful campus, so it's a nice place to just sit around. I could see it being a possibility when my summer courses start that I would go down there with my laptop and just hang out and work maybe for a couple hours just in, like, some fresh air rather than sat at my desk. Especially now that the weather's starting to clean up a little bit. Yeah, we had a nice two, three days of sun. If you're in a place that you can, and I'm, I'm not saying like go outside and you know hang around with people and shit because maybe that's not the best idea. Herd immunity. Yeah, you know, I mean, whatever your stance on the whole thing is, I don't really care. Just try not to get anybody else sick, right? But like, I, I, I've been outside a lot. I mean, kind of stay by myself, avoid people for the most part. But you can definitely. There's a hundred percent an argument to be made there. I mean, where you just. Just get a different scenery. The smallest thing could help you out, and you wouldn't even know it. Unless you live in, unless you live in Ankara. I mean, yeah, there are, I mean, given the, the, the current state of the world right now, if you live in Hong Kong, the U.S., um, if you live in uh, Afghanistan. Syria, Afghanistan, a couple of Egypt. other parts in Africa, Egypt even, uh, Colombia, nah, protests, Venezuela's got some protests. If you live basically anywhere right now, if you're about Earth, if you're not on the ISS, what the hell is going on? If you're not those guys from SpaceX who just launch themselves into space, yeah. I mean, who the if fuck you're are you? Dragon I mean, do we do we even want to talk about what's going on right now? I think well, we might SpaceX? Wanna... Talk about what, bro? Which one? Pick something. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about the big one. Ooh. No. Um, okay. I don't know what the fuck the big one is. The, 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 racial, the racial issues. That are um, happening right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's not. The, I'm not saying talk about it. I just wanted to just tell everyone to stay safe. Make sure you're not like antagonizing anybody. Make sure you're, you're try to not to destroy extent, your own you know. businesses. And yeah, yeah, make sure you take care of you and your community first. Yeah. Don't throw rocks at the local laundromat. They have nothing. I want to point out that this group of people right here. I mean, none of us are American. I. That's. We never really have stated that or anything, but we come from a place oh, wow. where there have been protests and there have been ri- like protests. demonstrations and riots and mm. a lot of bad shit has happened. And I mean, <laughs> experiencing I mean, that personally. Can we address, I'm sorry, can we address, can we address the <laughs> elephant in the room? <laughs> yeah, let's address I mean, the elephant in the room. Bro. My country I mean, is handling those in uh, a over year long civil war, so yeah, <laughs> it's a little faster. <laughs> So we're from the third world. <laughs> yes, I see what you're talking about too. I think Egypt is the most, like the, the closest, even though it's miles away, from the U.S. But um, it's the closest comparison you can make because we had best that lasted long week. Anything involved in scales? <clears throat> it's it's hard to draw a comparison. The Middle East. No, I mean it definitely is, bit. but I'm just saying as 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 when you speak about that environment, you know, uh, yeah, the, where the, you're in a large chaos. group of people, and mm-hmm. there is general chaos, and there might not be a clear directive on what you're supposed to do, and yeah. some bad apples can sour the bunch. You know, you mm-hmm. see one person doing something, and you want to join in, you might be tempted to do that, but you have to think before you act, right? Yeah, I saw I, some great I, videos today out of uh, New York uh, City during the protests. Some somebody was destroying uh, public signs, 
Uh, up to that point, the protests had been completely peaceful, and the protesters tackled him and sent him to the police. Yeah, I saw that. It was some Antifa. They, they, they all... Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That you know what I recommend. Well, what if, like, the reason all these uh, protests have been turning into writing is because of some people purposely antagonizing, like, the fucking protesters themselves? There's, there's, so there's, there's theories about that. Uh, there's been some footage. Now, look, I, everything, I, th I think we should, we should put a, like, from here, from here on out. Big we should put, disclaimer. Yeah, big disclaimer. All facts are, <laughs> no. Everything uh, is subject to change. We don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know anything. Facts are all very, very, very muddy at the moment. You know, like it's it's very hard to discern what is really real and what's you know, it's it's very hard to tell. Footage has been coming out that then turns out to be footage from old protests or anything like that. So, as it stands, just this is you know general disclaimer of. But one I think big thing has been coming out is that there's been footage of you know. A lot of a lot of photos and a lot of video of people who have you know earpieces in and are fully decked out in in gear that covers their identity um, have been people who are pushing sort of more violent means. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems that seems to be a prevailing theory. The, the factualness of that, you know, there's always, I, I think, I don't know if all of us have seen that, but a video that's been circulating a lot is from Dallas of some protesters who said, you know, we watched like these unmarked vehicles come and drop off like these giant pallets of rocks right outside of, of the Dallas police station of like the main Dallas precinct. I'm not sure which one that is, but, you know, and the person in the video didn't want to say, he's like, you know, I'm not going to say which building, but I think y'all can guess what building this is. Mm-hmm. And these bricks, you know, I don't see no construction around here, but someone just dropped off a bunch of pallets of rocks and bricks. And you know what? Yeah. So, I just, that shit's kind of disgusting. I mean, look, I get, I get wanting like some sort of justification, like some sort of just justice for what happened, right? I think it's incredibly fucked up what happened to George Floyd. I don't think anybody could disagree with that. Okay. You know what's funny? Can I just say, add a little thing to it? Go for it. Like. Not only is everyone in agreement, people you wouldn't expect being in agreement on conservatives and liberals all alike are like, yeah, it's pretty fucked up what happened. Yeah, I mean, if you saw this, this isn't, um, it's just yeah. it's just bad, right? It's just bad. Right? That is that is that is yeah no that is one of the worst videos. There's ever it's horrific and it's it's just it's sad as shit to watch. It's 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 horrible, right? Yeah. But, I, yeah. I, and I get wanting to get some sort of justice, right? And I've said this privately, so I have no problem saying it publicly. But if you're gonna go after government facilities and and utilities, and I say this, and I know how just aggressive this may seem. But I think that's totally justified. If you're destroying a police car, if you're even taking out a police station's windows, whatever, right? As long as there's no clear and present danger to people inside that building or there's nobody in that vehicle, I think it is totally justified. Yeah. No matter what the cost to repair that car will be, that man will never breathe another breath. So here's my question, though. I, I agree with you if you want cause a fair bit of damage to, I guess, make a statement, sure, you go for it. But what does that achieve? Does it actually do anything? See, that's the thing. I mean, question is, you have to, you have to do something that will elicit a reaction. 
Am I wrong? No. You have to show yeah. how serious you, you are and how much you want this to be changed, and you need to show that you are not going to back down. Yes, but will that have the desired effect? Will people look at that and go, mm, that man's serious? That's, that's, These people are yeah, serious. See, that's, that's almost impossible to say. Or will they look at that and go, these people are serious, but this is the kind of behavior we can expect from them, then I'm not going to parlay with them or even attempt to parlay with them. It's I'm just, trying to play devil's advocate. There's, there's nothing like wrong with that. I don't, I don't think so, because I'm putting a lot of faith into humans to not do the wrong thing, which is very, very, very optimistic. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I just I just thought it was interesting. Like I uh, I was reading this book by uh, um, by Robert Anton Wilson. Right. He's this American author, and he he wrote Prometheus Rising and a couple other things. But I was reading Cosmetic uh, Trigger, and he had this quote in it where he said uh, that uh, he likes pacifists, and it was this whole thing about differentiating between pacifists and people who are non-invasive. Uh, and this, this, this clear distinction said that uh, people who were non-invasive were people who were peaceful to a point. People who were peaceful until they had to defend themselves. Yeah. Which I don't think is, I don't think that's a bad statement to make. I think pacifism on its own is a little wholeheartedly just optimistic. I don't know if there's ever a reason to fully be pacifist. But I like that kind of thinking. I like that idea of no one is going to try to provoke you unless provoked, right? Now, I don't know if the, the reaction is, you could, I don't know who, who determines justification for a reaction, right? That, that's not up to me. That's not up to anybody. That's just kind of something that we're going to figure out in hindsight, maybe in 10 years from now, if all this was justified. Yeah. But well, with things like this, it's the court of public opinion that, de that determines that, right? Yeah. It's whatever prevailing narrative is of if the majority of the public agrees that these riots were justified, well, in history, as it will be remembered, these people will not be remembered as violent, aggressive anarchists or whatever labels you want to put them. will be remembered as legitimate, legitimately angry human beings who needed to vent their frustrations and thought that this was the best way to have their voices heard. No, yeah, that's whether whether that's true, it's not. I I mean, no I just, one person can say that. The general. No, a hundred percent. And I I I'm, just to move away from like the actual issue at hand, the riots, because that's a little like, depressing. I just I think that the the topic on itself is just a little bit more interesting as a whole, right? Like, what do you think about that though? I mean, do you think that you're allowed to protect yourselves by any means necessary? Of course, a hundred. Yes. A hundred percent. Listen, I would go as far as to say it's it's the dumbest argument ever to to try and fight for the other side of this. In so far as, like, why are you, why do you exist then if you don't if you are not meant to be alive and defend yourself against anything that would attempt to stop that? Like, isn't isn't the the basest function of a human being to live? And well, to want to live and survive? That, that depends on, on who you're asking. Yeah, unless I mean, your brain goes all fat, boy, and you haste. Yeah, yeah because I mean, if, other you're, than that, you're, yes. if you're equating that humanity needs to, like, has a purpose like that, you're, you're purposely I'm not being nihilistic, right? Well, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that's your purpose, but I'm saying you, 
like innately like a human a human being's drive is to survive I oh, mean, yeah i agree i agree obviously. well not any creature's drive is to survive exactly so to proliferate the like the survival of the species yeah the species. I, I think it is a bit more complicated since that i think that only works when the issue is clear and cut because people will be okay with not surviving if it just takes a long time and if they can get used to the whole issue that's you know negatively affecting them which allows them to become apathetic towards their whole environment yeah, I mean, so i think it's much easier and it's much be it's much more shout out egypt yeah, it's much more common for people to just live with a shitty situation that will eventually lead to their death than you know fight really hard once for improvement well, that's why that's why the most intelligent means of subjugation are gradual. You know, it's not like okay. The conversation that I had with one of my professors was really enlightening because we were talking about we were talking about just you know sort of dictatorships and just awful authoritarian rule in the Middle East and in Africa. And he said. The most successful, in terms of success by their metric, not by actual human being metrics, but success by the by the authoritarian regime's metric, was achieved not by walking in and being authoritarian from day one, but just moving the people an inch a day. Because if you move people an inch a day, by the end of the year, they're about a mile and a half away from where we started. And... That's really the goal, always. That, sh that should be, in an intelligent, like, authoritarian regime, if, if the factors lend themselves to this. Obviously, a big big element of this is what factors are at play here, so you pick, you know, your your class of, of authoritarianism. But, yeah. in general, you know, in, in a lot of, like, highly conservative societies, it, it'll generally find itself being this inch-style one, because a conservative society is... That. It's just that. It's a conservative society. It doesn't really want to change much. And so you have to introduce the change very gradually. And bit by bit. And the people will accept. Like like you said, you know. They'll, they'll be willing to accept. Okay, this is just kind of shitty, but whatever. Okay, this is just kind of shitty, but whatever. But then, you know, you keep saying that for a while. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the whole situation is a toilet. Yeah, I also think that people don't want to always be fighting for, like, you know, their rights or whatever. So if you no. keep forcing yeah. forcing a bunch of changes onto them over and over again, like, even if it's, like, slowly, and if, it, if you're going to do it slowly, you're going to be doing a lot of them over a long time. And just keeping throwing shit onto people will eventually just lead them to accept it because they're just, they, they emotionally, like, mentally cannot just, keep fighting for their rights. Because if, you, if they fight over one thing, there's still a whole other line of things you have prepared for them. So they, they, they have no choice but to accept. No one can keep fighting the whole life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Some certain people can, but people as a whole cannot. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, change is an interesting thing because there's two types of change, right? There's a radical or like a big bang version of change and there's a progressive change where something will either happen, just as Kamad said, slowly over time or a big radical thing is just an explosion, right? Like how you've seen, like, just how situations can erupt all the time. Um, but I think where the problem stems from, like, a lot of people wanting change is 
some people will take a look at what a certain group has, right? And it becomes complicated if you're a group who doesn't uh, or who isn't awarded the same benefits as another group to just sit there and say, well, yeah, hopefully over time I'll get the same benefits because most people feel slighted. They want to be treated equally, right? Um, that's a whole other issue, though. <laughs> Well, okay, so, like, listen, I think I think the problem we're having right now is, like, this is so abstract, you know? Yeah. Like, this could, what you're talking about, like, haves and have-nots, like, that exists in, Everything. like, 19, in 19 different capacities. Is it, like, a race issue? Is it a class issue? Is yeah, it a gender it's issue? issue? See, that's the thing. Yeah. Every group has, and this is a weird thing, the way to say it, but every group has privileges, right? It's just different privileges. Like, there, you do, you are awarded a certain amount of privilege if you are a um, European male, for example. Uh, and then if you want to break that down even further, however you'd like to, if, if you're from a certain country or from a certain background, ethnicity-wise, you have certain benefits that can either come from, like, evolution over time, like what, what people evolved from in your region. It could be a height thing, it could be a, uh, an accent thing, whatever, or it could be a physical thing, like, Shout out or you have privileges that are less visible, things that are in society, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The societal ones are always going to be much harder to deal with. It's a difficult like, conversation to have because, like, what, what, what's? I don't want to say what's the end here because there is no end. There is no end. Yeah, but like, I just think to a certain extent, if there's going to be a conversation about haves and have-nots, then you got to narrow it down. You know, like, let's talk about one place. Like, is it haves and have-nots in one country? Like, look, the U.S. Okay. No, no, I'm just, I'm just talking about, like, the general nature of how things exist. I, I'm not trying to solve no one's problems, obviously. I, I'm not qualified. I'm, I'm a dumbass, just through and through. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. I just think it's an interesting, like, way to look at things, right? Because a lot of the times people, people like to make things personal. Which, I mean, it could be a good thing, right? If you make something personal and it's important to you, you could thrive in that and, and like, grow it as much as you need to, how, whatever it could be. But also, sometimes people things take, take things personally and it, it could end up hurting them in the long run. Uh, I find that insulting. See? <laughs> well, let's go back to the America example for a sec. Let's do it. One of the most interesting things, I'll use interesting in air quotes, Mm-hmm. To see is how everyone just fucked social distancing. <laughs> All of that shit went right out the window. Right out the window. We don't even see a lot of masks at these protests, you know? No, like, okay, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Corona, no, I, what? Wait, hang on, hang on. No, I, every, the vast majority of photos that I have seen from the protests... I have noticed, it's almost comedic, the extent to which pretty much everyone seems to be wearing a mask. Like, I've looked, trying to see who is the odd man out not wearing a mask. No, it seems like everyone at these protests is wearing a mask, which is funny because, okay, so my girlfriend is is subscribed to, for purely entertainment purposes, and I'm going to go on the record as saying that these people are... This is my opinion. These people are a group of absolute fucking morons, and I hope only negative things befall them in life. This subreddit is r slash right-wing LGBT. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. and, are we really going to talk about them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now, and for no reason other than kind of like the ganja code, it's like, you know, I like to talk about the fringe, the fringe morons of society. 
Okay. And, and these people absolutely fall under that. Not because they're right-wing and not because they're LGBT. That their opinions are just... both. It seems like it, almost. <laughs> it seems like the combination of those two things creates, like, this super moron. <laughs> you know? A bit of cognitive dissonance. Yeah, no, no, like, they're, they're just such a high level of, of, of just fucking stupid. It's jarring, you know? So these people were saying, like, there was, I, it almost seems like trolling. I swear to God, when I read it, I'm like, this has to be banter. It's like, someone had the audacity to be like, Black people should just get used to getting killed by cops like white people have gotten used to it. I was like, what? I don't even want to go there. I was like, what the hell am I reading here? And then these people are just so stupid. But anyways, this person tried to make the qualm and compare that the anti-corona protests or like the anti-lockdown protests are in some way equivalent to these protests. They're like, these people were like, oh, we just want to get a haircut. No, we want to restart the economy. Three million jobs were lost during the lockdown. A thousand people a year get killed by cops. So really, the, pan- the anti-lockdown protesters are the real heroes because they're fighting for three million people while these protesters are fighting for a thousand. I was like, we... What? We might need to have a very important conversation about what about exactly how it works. Exactly how it works. What about <laughs> it is horrible. I, I, I yeah. just to explain what it is, right? What about yeah. It's very, it's very clear, right? It's when you take an issue and then you just say, "Well, what about this other thing?" What about it? And I think it's so horrible for like proper conversation and discussion because. When you're trying to focus on an issue, it does no one any good when you say, let's stop focusing on the issue and let's focus on this other thing that's unrelated right now. Yeah. Look, it does no good to the, the conversation. It really doesn't. It does no good to anybody. And those people are, I don't want to say uninformed because that, I can never judge how informed someone is by something they write. But those people are, it feels at sometimes it's malicious. Yeah, they, they intentionally want to draw focus away from one discussion to, to because they know that they're on the wrong side of a discussion. But exposure, like outright calling them out on the fact that they're a racist or a sexist or, a, you know, fill in the negative trait that people seem to just masturbate to being at this point in time is, is like the thing now. So they just like, we'll, we'll try and dodge it, you know? Like... Did you guys see the interview with the one, like this executive from the World Health Organization when they tried to have a conversation about Taiwan's handling of the coronavirus? Oh my goodness. That is, that video is, it feels like a Parks and Rec segment. (laughs) So basically, just to like give a reporter, the reporter is, I believe she is Taiwanese. She's asking this guy about how he feels like the World Health Organization feels different countries are responding to the pandemic and how they're handling it, so on and so forth. And she asks specifically about Taiwan. And the guy just refuses to acknowledge Taiwan. He he acts like the call dropped. Like, he's just, like, freezes? Like a deer in the headlights. But, like, if you've ever seen what a frozen call looks like, obviously that's not what that is. So, you know, he just looks like a really shitty mime. And then she's like, oh, and then 
he asked, she asked him again. And he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't hear the question. She's like, oh, well, I can repeat the question. He's like, no, no, no let's just move on. Yeah, and then she and, repeats it. Uh, yeah, and then she repeats she, it, so he hangs up. And then uh, I mean, she and calls then, him again. Hold on. Oh, yeah. She yeah. calls him again. She go, she asks the same question, and she asks, what about Taiwan? Like, you know, what, what are you, like, the question about Taiwan? And Yeah, and then he goes, we already talked about China. And it's just like, ooh. Yeah, like he, makes it, he makes it empirically oh, clear. Politics are, are icky. I don't like them. Fuck the World Health <laughs> Organization, huh? Just so everybody knows, we're not that well-informed about anything. I mean, we're a little bit well-informed. What I do know is that regardless of our politics, right, we're speaking facts. Yo, who wants to talk about insults? Let's talk about... Okay, no, no, no. We'll, I, uh, I promise you guys this, okay, uh, because this, this episode has been going on for too long. There will be an episode coming up very soon where we just please. discuss incel culture, okay? And like all the different, all the different bills. I got you on this one. No, no, no we're, 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 we're all we're all gonna read up. We're all gonna read up. And like, please he, do. Hedy's Hed, Hed already done a fair amount of reading because he is an incel in hiding. But exactly. But uh, no, we do we do have plans to do like a full on incel podcast, like where we discuss all these pills and the any any like listen. I don't want to say we're going to give them a fair shake because that Not seems... We're, we're going to try and do some genuine research and see what we can find and offer up, like, a balance, as balanced as it can be. The problem is is that these people are kind of insane, so... Just fair warning, stare at the abyss and then stare us back. There's a bunch of disturbing shit, so... Yeah, no. But I no, think but stay tuned for that because that will be... That is something I really want to talk about. I think it's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah I think... I just I just wanted to be known guys. This isn't a political podcast. This isn't like whatever. We're just talking. We're just yeah, talking. We're if, you're, if you care, don't come here because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah we're showing if you, you shit. If you've got a problem with anything we say on this DM podcast. DM me on Instagram, bro. And then I will take it up with the proper authorities. If yeah, you've got any issues at all, I'm a registered electrician. So, if you need to know, like, how to splice a wire, just DM me, and I'll teach you how to do that. Um, otherwise, I Use love a you. fork. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. If, uh, if you feel as though uh, you find much of what incel culture is saying is really things that you can relate to and that they're, they're speaking to, you know, um, I would advise... I would, I, I would advise that you... Um, Come give me a hug. <laughs> but so, from six feet away, please. Yes, but from six feet away because uh, I, uh, I'm i not trying to catch COVID. Yeah, and to all the incels. To all the incels, to all the incels listening to this, sorry to disappoint you, but I don't agree with you. But hey, we'll see. And if you don't like what Kamel is saying, you need him doxxed, just uh, hit me up. Uh, they go yeah, if you want, look, we'll give you Kamel's info. You don't have to try that hard. <laughs> hey, man, I'll sell you my, I'll sell you my info, bro. Yeah. I need I I'm, I need to go grocery shopping. So if anyone, I'll sell it to you for for a couple two liters of coke, some eggs, some some lactose free milk. We'll link a random YouTube channel. We'll take it up with them. Yeah, after every podcast, we'll just link like a random website and just be like, contact their lawyers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, after we have that discussion, we're we're gonna be uh, coming back a little bit more frequently, guys. So stay tuned for that. I mean. I can't give you a schedule or anything, but um, we'll definitely be back soon. In another 450 days, expect episode 12 of the Cozy Cassette.
Hey man, we did. I think we. Yeah, we put out what? We put out eleven episodes over the course of like something like that. Eight. This, eight uh, like, shut up. Eight years. But regardless of all of that, bro, I don't know. I've just been playing fucking GTA all the time. GTA Five has GTA Five Online needs to purge its servers because every other server I go on is just a bunch of fucking beggars being like, oh, money drop, please. I, I don't know how to play video games, please, money drop. It's like, how about you just like, why did you bet? Like, did you download it? Like, people people avoid like people don't want to be a beggar in real life, so they download eighty gigs worth of data onto their computer to beg with strangers. But I what's the point it. of playing the game? Like, the fun about it is earning the money. Doing yeah, like, let me, let, me not, let me not play a game with one of the most fascinating money-grinding systems ever, where you get to run heists with your friends. Nah, let me just go and like, money drop, uh, airport money, are there hackers, uh, money drop? God damn, bro, shut up. Like, bro, a convenience store, bro, it's $1,800 right there, you moron. Yo, bro, are you good? It's because these goddamn buffoons, okay? Like, it makes so little sense to me. Listen, there's a, like, I don't like to judge people for the way they play games or the games that they, like, play, you know? Like, everyone's obsessed with Animal Crossing. That is window dressing the game, you know? That is, like, a more robust version of those dress-up games people used to play on Miniclip back in, like, 06 and 07, okay? Well, why are you being so cruel, man? Like, but, so negative. You're so negative. Shut up. You're, you're so negative. Shut the fuck up. Let but, him speak, let him speak. This will be funny. But, like, a game like, so, like, you know, but play Animal Crossing. My, my girlfriend plays Animal Crossing, and she loves it. Cool. She's having fun. Great. Girlfriend but, movie. shut up, Lydia. But, <laughs> but why are you playing a game where all you're doing is server hopping and begging for money? Like, you're literally just panhandling. You're just jumping from server to server, and this game's loading screens are fucked. Yeah. This game is more loading screen than content. It is. But yet, you know, we endure because at the end of it, we do heists or we sell cocaine or sell cars or, you know, do general Grand Theft Auto activities. Traffic you? Um, no, yeah. not yet. <laughs> Actually, I mean, we did, break, we did break a dude out of prison. We did, yeah. Successfully. We actually did it, finally. Um, but anyways. Yeah, I, think, I think with that, we're just going to end it, boys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so if you, if you play... Coming up, boys. We're not going to record any of it, but we're going to play the fuck out of it. Go to twitch, twitch.tv slash the, uh, the Senpai to see me not playing anymore because I killed my stream, but... Uh, yeah, oh, we, play GTA, we play GTA 5. If you go on a server and you beg, uh, I hope Rockstar suspends your account. Yeah, I will... <laughs> fuck himself and fuck GTA beggars. Fuck right. bad boy. Fuck Biggie as a record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that, okay. we're gonna end this episode of the Cozy Cassette. Thanks for the Cozy One, ladies and gentlemen. Bye bye. Uh, Au revoir. Bye.